Hey everybody, it's John from RestaurantMastering.com. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. It's been a couple weeks since we last connected. Our last interview was with Dave from Big B Coffee. His coffee shop is still doing great, which is good to hear. I just spoke with him a few days ago. This next interview is with Brian. I got to know him when he opened his first restaurant called Down on the Bayou. It specialized in Louisiana cuisine. That's what his specialty is in. He is a chef. You can actually call him a chef. He went to school to be a chef. He is now working for a pizza truck down in Detroit where they serve uh, gourmet pizza. <coughs> this interview was the first interview I used an app called Ringer. It, took, uh, it was a learning experience to say the least. Some of the audio you're going to notice is better than the other audio. It took me three times uh, to get this interview completely all the way through. One thing I learned is when you use Ringer, make sure you put your phone on the Do Not Disturb option because if you don't and you get a phone call, it is going to cut you off. But I do like this app. I was using Zencaster before this, and this app I like more because I can use my desktop or I can use my phone to complete the interview. Without saying anything more, I hope you guys enjoy this. Take it away. I'd like to welcome you to RestaurantMastering.com podcast. Brought to you by someone who wishes it was summer 365 days a year. John Kinnanen. When did you get your start in, into like the restaurant industry? When was your start? <laughs> so I started out in the business. I was 15. So I was, uh, that was 95. I started at a uh, little mom and pop place and uh, just started doing, uh, doing dishes and prep cooking when I was 15 and uh, just kind of grew on me since. Where was and, that at? Uh, it was a little, little place uh, called Flamingo's down in Taylor. So right. I used to uh, I used to do some dishes there and uh, do some prep cooking there, and that's that's where I kind of got my start and where the uh, the restaurant bug I guess kind of bit me. I know it's crazy. It's <laughs> I, I I almost don't even want my kids to start in the restaurant yeah. industry because it's so like once it grabs a hold of you, it's kind of like you're you get addicted. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. My eight year old's the same way. She. Uh, you know, she's got a chef coach. She's like, oh, I'm going to be a chef just like Dad. I'm like, honey, you, you don't know how hard this business is. It's okay. I'm going to do it just like you, Dad. I'm like, okay. Right, so That's right. what you want to do, but be prepared. Right. So I you mean, see how much I work and how much, you know, effort goes into it. And I can do it, Dad. It's okay. It's what I like to do. Okay. That's what so. your passion's got to be, really. You know, it doesn't. Yep. If your passion is just hanging out on the beach, well, then that's what that's what you should probably do but if you have the passion to really help other people and serve them I mean. yeah exactly I mean I like it it's you know I've tried a bunch of other things I mean I went into teaching for a little bit and I've tried other things but I mean it's uh it's the chaos and and the, the exactly of everything of the of the restaurant business that that pulls me back that I enjoy so I know between, it's crazy <laughs> between the stress and the chaos I'm pretty sure you know I just, I, I guess I just, that's what I live for when it comes down to it. Uh, I'd have to agree with you. That's kind of what I like too. It's just how, how we're wired, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So definitely, definitely have to be a different breed to be wired, wired for it for sure. Yeah. But you're a little different than I am. I 
got my start, you know, when I was like 15, like you did at, well, it wasn't a, well, I didn't know it was a mom and pop shop. It was like called Pinckney Inn at the time, but I went and started building homes and then I went into the architecture industry where you actually got a degree in uh, yep. culinary arts, didn't you? Yeah, I have a, so I have a degree in culinary, but I have a degree in, uh, education and then i have an associates oh, in uh, architecture as well which is funny do so, you really I, yeah i ended up with associates when i was in high school because i used to do uh architectural design and and different things like that with cad programs in high school and earned a uh an associates for it <laughs> when i was in high school so originally that was somewhere i was going to go and then i just realized i can't be locked in an office all day uh-huh <laughs> yep even when i was working for an architecture firm i still was working in the pizza industry like three four nights a week yep I, was like, I just can't do it, man. I got to do something else. So I didn't realize that that just was not for me. So it's actually an associates that I have that just uh, has gone completely unused. <laughs> I know. I have a master's degree in architecture, and it just sits there. Yep. But, it's, uh, a, it's a pretty little picture on the wall going, look, I accomplished something. And, and you know, hey, it, it's fun to have it. But, yeah, I enjoy what I do. Right. A lot, a lot more than most things. Right, you have a you're an actual chef, aren't you? You're yes. you can be called a chef. Quote. I can be called a chef. Yep, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I remember, you know, for, I've known you for a while, but your specialty is in Louisiana style, isn't it? That is, yeah, yeah. My specialty is uh, is Louisiana style cuisine. So it's uh, more of your Cajun and Creole uh, cuisines are, are my specialty for sure. So when you went to school, I don't know how it all works when you go to culinary arts school, but when you went, is do you get broken down into different groups? Like you're going to be Ameri like if you like American style food, or you're going to specialize no, no. in. Really, you know? really, what it ends up doing the way that it worked out for me is I, I went in there and you know they break you down into your basics when it comes down to it. So you start out with, you know, just just your basics, you know, sauces and and pastries and those type of things, and then from there you turn around and and select you know all right this is kind of where i want to go i want to be you know a pastry chef so that's what i'm going to focus on i want to be you know more of of you know a chef de cuisine so that's where i'm going to go for and and go that route when it comes to like the style of food mm -hmm. um i think you pick that up from the different chefs that you work with especially in the schools and stuff i mean they'll show you a little bit of everything um but when i came out it was just kind of like that was the food that always just it intrigued me Mm -hmm. You know, it was a mixture of your your French cooking, um, which you learn a lot about in culinary school. So it, it's, you know, a mixture of a French style. Then you mix in some of the Italian that's there down in, in Louisiana. And then you throw in a little bit of the Caribbean. It's just a, it's a potluck of different styles of cooking that just kind of get thrown together. And, right. and make something completely, you know, beautiful and creative and and just, you know, magnificent when it comes down to it. I mean, you always hear... You know, Louisiana has some of the best food around when it comes down to it. And that, that's why you take some of these great culinary backgrounds, you know, styles of food, and they just kind of mesh them all together and say, here you go. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, New Orleans itself, it, it's a French city, but it has a lot of its, a lot of its, uh, you know, food experiences also based on a lot of Italian immigrants that were there. You have a lot of foods based on the Caribbean that were brought over for, during the slave trades. That were a lot of the spices and stuff from the Caribbean that came over. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you go to the east side of the state where where New Orleans is, and you get more of that French style cuisine and and those things. You go over to the west side of the state, and you can get 
etouffee on the west side of the state, but it's a completely different color, a little bit of a different taste because now you have more of the the plantation and style and the uh, the plantation style and different things like that that are uh, you know thrown into it. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you used uh, maybe I heard in your speech there a little bit of. You know, creative. Maybe that, like, creative. That's the creative cooking. You know, yeah. maybe that. Maybe that's why we like to be in the <laughs> industry because we have that creative background from being in the architecture or something. <laughs> oh know. yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to be. It's an artwork. You know, like it I is. tell people. I, I tell people now that uh, when we hire in new pe- new cooks or anything like that, you know, when they're plating things up, and you get some people that just kind of throw things together. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at them right off the bat. I'm like, you got to look at every single plate. It, it's a picture of who you are when it comes down to it. Just like with you, you know, every pizza that goes out is it's right. a picture of who you are. Right. You know, every style, everything like that. So, you know, it, it's an art when it comes down to it. Does it look good? People eat with their eyes before they eat with anything else. Right. You know, like I used to tell my students, you can make something that looks absolutely gorgeous and they'll automatically think, oh, that's going to be a great dish because of the way it looks. Where in the, the other realm, I can make something that looks like absolute garbage, mm-hmm. and it could taste absolutely wonderful, but it just doesn't look appeasing to the eye, and most people won't even try it. So it's all an artwork. That's so funny you say that because when I look at the pizzas when they come out, I, I want them to be balanced. Like like a page when you're putting a page together for architecture, you, you want it to be balanced. People read from the left to right, and then they go down and around. And it's just like that with the pizza, you know, I want it all to be balanced and <laughs> I don't know. I, I get on them sometimes and they're like, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter, but it really, it does. It, you need it to look nice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you want somebody to open that up and go, ah, oh, that's what I want. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That, that's how it is. That's that, you know, and then somebody walking by looks at it and goes, where the heck did you get that at? Right. Ah, we got it over at Duke's. Got to go grab that. Right. Right. And you want everything to be consistent too. Consistency is huge in the industry. Yeah. I, would you have to agree, like, they want every plate to pretty much look the same as oh, yeah, when they definitely. got it before, you know? They don't yeah. care who's cooking it or, you know, if they're oh, yeah, new no. or brand new or not, there needs to be a system. Yep, no, it, I completely agree. I mean, especially nowadays, you get so many options out there. One of the big things is there's, you, you know, there, there's not a need for restaurants and everything else when it comes down to it. There's so many options, so you have to be consistent. You right. guess they come in and it's, Oh, I came in the other day and it was, you know, it was this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Or, you know, where the place I'm working right now, we'll get people that come in and go, oh, well, I went to this location and when I got it, it was a little bit like this. So even day-to-day right. in one location is one thing, but even location to location, if it's the same company, needs right. to be consistent in what they're putting out. Otherwise, it's the easiest thing to lose guests. They're like, oh, it wasn't the same. Maybe they changed it and they decide to go somewhere else. So, I mean, you're always battling and... And you want to keep it consistent, keep good, good, fresh quality, and keep it going. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) (laughs) That's huge in the industry, really. Um, You've been in a lot of different restaurants, right? Uh, I have. What are some of the? Which ones have you been in, really, or or ran (laughs) or owned? I mean, that's probably a lot, but no, it's you know, I mean, I you know, some of some of the bigger ones that I've been with, I started out. you know, obviously, little mom and pop places, different things like that. Then uh, I was with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings for quite a while. I started out with them, and uh, 
ended up uh, a general manager and, and everything with them. And that's originally what got me down into Louisiana to begin with. And then uh, went over and I was with Prejeans in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana for a while. Um, came back up to Michigan uh, a few years after that and ended up, uh, you know, dabbling with teaching and a few things. And then went uh currently i'm with uh bigalora cucina which is a uh, a local uh place here in michigan that's started by uh chef luciano del signore and they do uh wood-fired pizza and italian and and all of that type of stuff with a small nice uh growing michigan company that that's going on so that's where i'm currently at that's the one that really interests me probably the most because well i love pizza I'm <laughs> right in the industry but i think it's awesome like they grew for how long have they been in Michigan really it's uh seven years it'll be seven, it's seven years this year so seven. they started out in uh, Southfield so what they do is they have a you know brick oven they started out their pizza dough our pizza dough is a uh, a biga fermented dough so there's no commercial yeast or no sugar in it it's mm -hmm. an all-natural fermentation process mm -hmm. so when we make our dough it's that biga fermentation that starter actually you keep some of it and let it ferment and then you put it into your next batch of dough and it takes three days or 72 hours for that dough to kind of bubble up and ferment before you end up using it um That's and then awesome. it gives you that nice italian thin crust style of pizza um, right it goes you know we use all wood burning ovens in our stores mm -hmm. so it's a you know anywhere from eight to nine hundred degree wood burning oven that we throw these pizzas in and literally within a minute and a half to uh two minutes pizza's done and out and, and completed <laughs> now they had their they had a store and then they went from a store to a pizza truck or was yeah it... yeah so so they started out with a store in southfield uh -huh. and that grew to a store in royal oak mm -hmm. and these are these are full-on restaurants bar you know full restaurant with a bar the whole nine yards mm -hmm. um and then a location in ann arbor and then from there they said, you know, what else can we do? <laughs> so right. they ended up with a, uh, they went and, and got a hold of a food truck and, and put a wood burning oven inside a food truck. Um, so we do, uh, you know, a full wood burning oven on this, on this food truck. It goes around. We'll do different festivals. We do a lot of private, private, uh, birthday parties and bar mitzvahs and weddings and we do all that type of stuff with it. Um, and then that grew into a location at the DMC hospital, uh, in Detroit right now, a location at the airport. And recently we just opened up, uh, Rochester Hills. All right. And that was where we lost audio for the first time. And then we came back right here. Company came like the company I'm at right now. We were talking about, uh, the, uh, just kind of how it's grown food truck. Yeah, yeah so we we're we we're on the All food right. truck so you know with the food truck it uh like i said it's full wood burning oven we do nine inch pizzas on there um but we do all sorts right. of things with it we do private parties we do weddings we do catering with it um you know it, it's a big way for us to get the brand name out there is what mm -hmm. it started out with it was a way to promote our brand and get people to to know our brand um before anything else right. And, uh, you know, it's really done that. And now it's grown into a second food truck, which is in the process of being built right now. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, because we just, uh, we've signed on now. We're doing uh, food for the U of M football team now um, for all the home oh, games. Sweet. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of, kind of you know, just continued to grow when it comes down uh -huh. to it. It's pretty cool. 
so. Now, when they decide to open up a new restaurant, how do they, do you know how they figure it out, or do they do a demographic study, or yeah. what do they you know, do? You um, know, I mean, a de <laughs> you... demographic study, obviously, is the way that you kind of want to go with things. Um, right. You know, do with they just us, pick? I, I think they, you know, I think in some parts they do a demographic study, and then in uh -huh. others it's, uh, you know, they, they kind of do their own thing, and they look for a certain... You know, definitely a certain demographic as far as median income and different things like that. Um, right. But, you know, they work at it. So I, I'm not on that part of the uh, the conversations <laughs> when it comes down to it. But, right. You know, right. They, uh, we definitely go to town with it, though. They do a good job. Yeah. That's, that's something that I think is pretty cool is how they go from... You know the brick and mortar, and then they're like, "Okay, let's do a food truck now, and let's." You know, I right. think that's a way to get your brand out there, really, and really kind of, I don't know, almost a way in testing the market. But that's not what they use it for. They just use it for brand awareness, really. But. Right. They use it for yeah. It's a lot of brand awareness. That that's the big part of using it. Um, right. And and it works out pretty well. Like I said, it's uh, mm -hmm. you get people that are like, "Oh, I know this. I, I've I've seen it this place or." Oh, I've been over to this location and I've done this, and so you meet a lot of people that that chat with you and uh, you know go from there. And like I said, it's a lot of just uh, just promoting the brand, and then on top of it, you know, it's it's good with sales and stuff. When you got people that are like, oh, you know, I wish I could do something like this for a party, and you're going, oh, well, guess what? Right. You can do it for a party, you know. Right. So. Right. Well, that's kind of kind of what I'm looking into doing too now is. Uh, you know, going into the food food truck just to get my brand out there more. Right. Um, and it works. I mean, I've seen obviously. some cool ones out there since we've been out there with uh, different ones that are uh, that are definitely on the road that have more of the uh, the standard pizza oven like you have in your location. Um, right. You got a couple of them that have them there that that they're pretty cool. They're uh, right. They're they're definitely a cool setup. <laughs> Um, I got restaurantmastering.com going now. I think you had a chance to check it out. I did, um, yeah. I, ch I checked it out uh, briefly last night. I didn't get as in-depth in it as I am uh, as I will, but I definitely checked it out last night. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's I kind of want to help people start a restaurant. You know, if they're going to start a restaurant or grow their restaurant, I want it to be like a place they can go to and, right. you know either ask me questions and if I don't know the answer to the questions I'll I'll do my best to find it you know because I used to like you I used to be in the teaching industry and I like to I like to help people you know yeah definitely for sure I mean and that's a great idea because there's you know I, I think you know you know you've gone through it and I've gone through it when I started out my place it's uh there's so many mm -hmm. things that you're like oh yeah it's just like this and we can do this <laughs> and it, you know Everybody thinks that it's right. the easiest thing in the world, and then you get there, and you're like, yeah, that wasn't as easy as I thought that was going to be. <laughs> right, right. You're like, oh, actually, if I had uh, known I had to jump through this hoop and go through that one and do this, I wouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, I, I would have thought a little differently. bit differently. Right. <laughs> so. Right, right. We actually just closed our Howell location. Oh, did you? Okay. Yep, we went down to just one location. Uh, you know, my partner decided he wanted to go do something else, so gotcha. I wanted to regroup and, you know, before I expand anymore, and 
I opened up restaurantmastering.com is something I kind of would like to pursue. Awesome. Uh, That's further. cool. Yeah. Um, what kind of marketing do you, do they do? Or not just, I can't even pronounce the name of the place you work at now. What is Bigalora? it? Bigalora. <laughs> there we go. Bigalora, yeah. Um, what kind of marketing do they do or what kind of marketing have you seen done in the past at other restaurants that really work really well for you? You know, I, I think every place has its own. I mean, there's nothing like doing your own in-home marketing when it comes down to it. Um, you know, uh -huh. really working on, on the guests that you have coming in and, and right. you know, keeping them. Because I, I think word of mouth is, is vital when it comes down mm -hmm. to it. I mean, that's that's the way it kind of, uh, way it kind of plays itself out a lot of times. Um, recently, right. you know, we've ran a few radio ads on um, a couple of the local AM stations. Um, but a lot of a lot of what you see uh, is is that in-house marketing um, and really pushing that in-house marketing. You'll see now with social media a big push right. on social media marketing, uh, whether it be yeah. you know Twitter and Instagram and and those type of things. Um, you know we currently are just actually hired in somebody to do uh, our social media for the uh, for the company. So they take care of a lot of uh, a lot of the social media aspects of it, and uh, you know I think okay. that's a, that's probably the way a lot of things are starting to go, is that social media oh, yeah. route since it's uh, such a everyday way of life for people now. Right, right. So they actually hired a company to come in and do it for them. Yeah, actually, not even a company. They just took uh, they took one of you know one of our servers actually that. Um, you know. You know, was really good with social media and is, is really experienced with it and have given her an opportunity to basically be our social media expert and, you know, that's she's awesome. doing a great job at it, so. That's kind of what I did with our uh, Snapchat account because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm in my upper 30s and Snapchat is so new. I get it, uh, but to use it for an advertising platform for a business is kind of all right guys thank you for being patient and that was where we lost audio for the second time and then this is where we picked up again you there yes i am all right <laughs> holy crap this time I put on my do not disturb thing on my phone. I figured that part out. <laughs> so I guess that's pretty important to do. But like I was saying, uh, I use a person at our place too to really run our Snapchat. And I just give her the code and I'll just let her run it. Um, the other part, the other aspects of our social media, I, I understand and I grasp and I just do it right. myself. But... Um, so yeah, we're pretty That's similar cool, in that man. aspect at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's made every restaurant that you guys, that you have worked at really run smoothly? Like really? Um, wow. You know, the, I mean, I, I think it's a mixture of different things. I think, uh, right. you know, when you come down to it, yeah. it it's a mixture of the, the hiring and the, the employees that you have, um, yeah. for, for sure. I mean, that's a huge mm -hmm. thing. I, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, just having all of your, your operations in place, like understanding how you want things to run, what needs to happen yeah. to run things a certain way. 
Um, you know, and kind of going that your route procedures. with it. Yeah, all your right. procedures and everything for sure. So it's yep. uh, that's always always a huge thing, and and I think that's the biggest thing that'll fail you, is people going into it right. going, oh, you know, and then not being able to adjust. You know, I mean, you don't want to make big adjustments right. always to your to your guests right. and everything else. You want to be accommodating, but at the same time, you want to stay true and educate your guests on your style and why you're different than everybody else. Um, Correct. But I think, you know, still being able to adjust with the times and change things up a little bit and not being stuck on the same menu for, you know, 10 years down the road type of thing and, and just being able to make those changes. Right. Um, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, there, our procedures are, once I got those in place, you know, like you said, it was, everything runs a hundred times smoother. Oh yeah. yeah. We, we, what's common sense to you and I isn't really common sense to everybody. And I, I mean, that's, that goes for any kind of business though, really. I mean, you can oh, be yeah. a janitor and uh, Definitely. How you sweep and mop the floor may be completely different than how someone else does it. So as long as you have procedures or procedures and things like that in place, you're. I think you're going to be successful. As long oh, as yeah. you've got good customer service and your food is good and everything else. Yeah, I think so but, too. I think as long as your food's good and you know it's good customer service and like I said, it's it's, yeah, it's a lot of it is just you know like those procedures are key when it comes down to it. Right, right. I agree a hundred percent. You know, you and I both have opened up restaurants. Um, you've owned a restaurant, and you've worked for people that, you know, you were. Sounds like you were actually opening the restaurant. Yep. You were the person that was in charge of doing it. Um, what's the most important part about opening the restaurant? I mean, to really make it go smoothly, make it make it work. Oh, training is a one. I mean, you know, really? A, it goes back to those those procedures. I, I think, I think uh -huh. you know, it goes back to those procedures for sure. But, you know, right. with those procedures, it's training. If you open up and your staff isn't trained or they don't understand, you know, why things are the way they are and, and why you do things the way you do it and they can't relate your, uh, your concept and, and your food and everything to the guest, if they're not able to do that, then that that just kills you so you want you want those the staff that you hire to be able to basically tell the same story that you're telling you know and why why right. is this this way and why does this work this way and and all those type of things so why is the food this way so yeah I, I think that's that's huge our second restaurant that we opened that was the one thing that we could have done a lot better at was training our staff I think you were still you were still living kind of close to us at that point. Yeah, yeah, I was actually. Yep, I was pretty close one. to you at that point. Yeah, and it was just uh, Papa John's one day, and the next day it was a Duke's Pizza, you know. And, and that, right. looking back on it, that's just, uh, it was a learning experience, you know. Um, oh, that's, you know, that's, that that's like I tell anymore. everybody. Opening up your own restaurant is a, uh, it's an expensive college course for sure, you know, on, on do's and don'ts, <laughs> right? especially uh, especially when you're doing it on your own. You know, it's different when right. you have a bunch of, you know, financial backers and and these type of people right. and this and that and everything else. But when you don't really have that, um, you know, it's definitely it's a it's a learning experience on dealing with 
you know, dealing with, with all the government stuff that you have to deal with and the health departments, you know, more so than just inspections and, you know, right. all it, it's, it's a whole nother realm. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I did it, you know, just like you did. And, and, you know, unfortunately my place, I ended up closing and, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world as difficult right. as it was to close the place. And, you know, emotionally and as well as financially and all that type of stuff but it was one of those things that I, I wouldn't trade it for the world it was uh, one of the best learning experiences in the industry I ever had I learned more doing that than I think I have you know managing a ton of everybody else's places you know because there's all those right. behind the scene things that you're going ah, I can do this that's simple and then you get in there and I you're like oh damn <laughs> yeah you're like damn I don't have the time to do all that <laughs> right. you know right. on top of everything right. else so yeah so it's craziness mm -hmm. definitely uh they always say you learn more from your failures than you do from your you know your success successes in life really oh yeah That's most true. definitely yeah. it definitely is yeah. and, and it's what you get out of it you can you know one. you can be you can be jaded about it and you can take it and take the kick and go okay here's what i'm gonna do you know next time you know and right. that's that's basically right. the way i look at it Right. So. We had to dig ourselves out of a hole on that on our second restaurant that we dug ourselves into, and without having brand awareness and having such a good marketing uh, system in place, uh, we would have never made it. <laughs> right. Uh, oh yeah, we, definitely. We screwed that up big time, but we we learned. Um, I mean, my next question was going to be, what was one thing you wish you would have done differently when you opened your restaurants? But I guess uh, you know, training. <laughs> You know, I, I, th I think training would have been a little bit different. Um, I think on top of it, I think maybe a little more uh, understanding the, the people in the area. Um, you know, yeah. I think that's something that, that kind of did me. You know, I I've thought I had a grasp on it, but apparently it was more of a meat and potatoes crowd, not so much of a Louisiana-style crowd when it came down to it. Um, right, right. You know, and, and that's nothing, nothing against it. It was just, you know, one of those judgment calls on me, and, you know, it... it it just didn't work, but you know, hey, like I said, it, it was a it was a great college course in uh, in do's and don'ts. Right, right. I'd agree with you. Uh, demographic, the demographics of your area. You know, I've heard that more than once now. Uh, just in talking to multiple different restaurant owners, is uh, knowing your demographics and even knowing the kind of uh, young the the younger crowd around your restaurant to know what kind of employees you're going to be getting really because a lot of oh, yeah, definitely. restaurant employees it's their first time job you're getting the younger crowd so knowing what kind of community you're coming into uh helps you tremendously you know <laughs> especially nowadays with uh, how things are changing <laughs> oh yeah but uh that's pretty much all I got. I wanted to <laughs> say thanks for taking the time, you know. Sorry yeah, not a problem. Three times even today. Well, no, no, not a problem, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Anytime I get a chance to, to catch up with you, I appreciate it. Yeah, you have to come out and, you know, if you're going to start working out now. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm going to have to. I've got a good, good deal going on with them, so just let me Sweet. know. Sweet. Yeah, we'll have to get together for sure. I will definitely yeah. keep you keep you up to date on that. So, yeah, for now sure. with your new job, you might have some time on your hands. I think so. Maybe that's that's the hope, man, for sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go All elbow right. a dog. Take it easy. <laughs> All right, man. All I'll right. talk to you later. Thanks. Day. All right. Bye-bye. Right. You're welcome.
Hey guys, it's John from Restaurant Mastering. I want to say thank you for sticking through that interview and bearing through all the painful audio problems that I was having while doing that interview. I want to say this is the first time you guys are hearing me on my brand new mic. It's an ATR2100. I first heard about this on Pat Flint's Smart Passive Income podcast. He recommended it and he said it was going to be a great mic for the price and I would have to agree with him, wouldn't you guys? I mean, I sound a hundred times better since switching over to this mic. My last mic was just something I purchased at Best Buy, which really, I don't know, as you can tell, wasn't the greatest. So thank you for sticking through that interview and my next interview will come out in two weeks from today. It is with The Torch uh, from Livingston County, they have also the Torch 180, which is from Livingston County as well. They're doing some amazing things, and stick or uh, tune in to hear all about them. All right, thank you, and have a great week. Bye now.